Why aren't British estate agents buyer agents? Today I'm joined by Ugo Arinze, who is both a buyer and an estate agent, buyer agency, in Prime Central London. And she's here to tell me why uh, she thinks more UK estate agents should be buyer's agents. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, with that accent, you're from America. <laughs> um, in America, there's both buyer agents and seller agents. You came to the UK in 2012, and it blew your mind that no one was um, a buyer's agent. Not heavily, yeah, no. I thought that there was such a gap in the market and a real opportunity because buyers should be looked after as we're used to in, in the States, so absolutely. Why do you think there aren't buyers agents in the in the UK? I mean, I, I know there's, I can probably name two or three in London Prime Central, but do you think they should be everywhere? I definitely think they should be everywhere because when you think about it, people are buying the most expensive asset of their life and they're kind of left to do it on their own. And so nobody's looking after them. And in the States, uh, agents are licensed um, and there's a real fiduciary responsibility to look after your client. And so for me, I, I just feel like there's a huge conflict of interest, the fact that buyers are actually trying to negotiate with a state agent and work for the seller. We've all heard of stories where one estate agent has picked up just like one client, would you act for me? And they're kind of making it up as they go along. Um, what does good buyer agency look like? Yeah, I think it's it's about really understanding the client and spending that time to understand what that purchase means to them, whether it's driven by extreme you know personal circumstances, childbirth, new baby, downsizing, divorce, what have you. But keeping that point of mind, because I think that sensitivity is part of that relationship building and understanding it is a relationship. Somebody's really tr entrusting you during this critical chapter of their life. So it's understanding that, it's helping them also get clarity. And one of the things we've come up with is, you know, 15 points as to why somebody should use a buying agent. But it's sometimes, especially when we work with Americans, if you're coming from any place other than New York City, your sense of how far your budget will go is can be quite unrealistic, right? So it's helping them understand that on the front end, not while you're trying to figure things out. It's getting clarity on the strategy, right? So people say, oh, I want Kensington and St. John's Wood, but perhaps their budget isn't that. So it's also being able to help them understand what those alternative options might be. Also, what is um, the most important things, right? Because we can all have a list as long as our arm. But if you can have those conversations on the front end and really help people get clear on what's important to them and how you're going to um, proceed with the strategy, that really helps them as you journey along. Also, it means identifying those properties in a way that's clear and concise and helpful. So something we're really proud of is the, the, the program we've set up to actually share the listings with them and invite our clients to uh, give us feedback before we even start going out with them to, to preview. It's, it's navigating the, the uh, viewing days, right? And one of the things, again, we're, we're so proud of is how efficient we've made that process. And so it's everything from really getting clear on the appointments, who we'll be meeting, and, and moving our clients around so that it's, it's really efficient. A couple of questions that estate agents will bring up, I'd like you to answer these mm. if you don't mind. The first one is, is that um, I'm an estate agent. Um, there's a conflict of interest if I'm both selling a house and working for someone who wants to buy it. How, does that, how would that all work? Well, actually, I would think that's actually the situation we're in most of the time, isn't it? Is that you're selling a property and you're, you're working with somebody who is approaching you 
um, uh, for that listing. So that to me is where the conflict of interest is. If beyond that, you now are representing that buyer to go out, then I think you make it clear if they're paying your fee, there shouldn't be a conflict of interest because you're looking out for their best interest. And I think some buyers might worry that, well, you get paid a commission. So the higher I can spend, the uh, better off it is yes. for you, right? But what if the agent, the buyer wants to buy something off you as an estate agent? Oh, so we would, we would always make it clear. If you happen to be buying one of our listings, we would get paid from the sales side. So that property would get excluded. So, so you would, yeah, so if they decided you couldn't act on that. No, we wouldn't so, so there's no conflict in There's no conflict. It's one, something in our portfolio. Okay. Um, what about how, I don't want to know figures, but how does the payment work? So we um, will have a success fee upon uh, completion, but ahead of that, to start working with us, we do charge a non-refundable retainer that goes towards that success fee. And that's merely to make sure we're working with serious buyers who are, you know, really have the time frame in mind that we're going to be working together. So let's imagine that I'm not in central London where the numbers are in the millions, but let's just say I was um, in the home counties and I was looking to buy a property of, a, of around, say, a million pounds, what would you say would be a fair ballpark figures of, as a buyer agent, what they could, could charge? Not what you would charge, but what could, be, what could be gained from being a buyer agent? Well, I feel so strongly the value we bring to our clients, but I would say anywhere from one and a half to two and a half percent. And how much of that is up front and how much of it is on the success? Again, that's, uh, you know, dependent on you, but somewhere between a thousand, couple thousand pounds should be. So you'd say, basically say, um, I will represent you. I will charge you one and a half to two and a half percent when you buy a property and it exchanges and completes. However, I will expect a grand, two grand, whatever up front as non-refundable to, to show that you're serious. Right. And that comes off the one and a half exactly. to two. Do you have people who say, well, I don't want to pay that one and a half, or that couple of grand up front? Or is that, that sorts it out? Sort Perhaps of? in the beginning, and you might have started it, you know, started my career doing that. But we're, again, we're so clear on and, and confident in terms of the value we bring. And we say, well, really, that's not our client. And I think you need to also really own up to the service you're delivering. So if somebody's not willing to make that initial investment, but they're somehow willing to pay you 20,000 on the back end, but not two grand up front, how serious are they? It's all about making the, I know one person can't change everything, but how would you go about marketing your, if I was in a suburban town of say Kingston upon Thames or Guildford or somewhere around there, so I'm not in central London, how would you go about starting that service? Well, I think it's really, um, do you love where you live and do you feel like there's something to really celebrate about it? So I think the communication is, um, and our tagline is selling London beautifully. Like, what is it that you're celebrating about that community, that area? And are you talking about it in a day in and day out basis, right? Because if you can really establish yourself as that local expert, which many estate agents are, um, then a buyer would you're creating that confidence in a buyer that you might oh, be the so person you're actually to talking you're not setting up saying hi we're a buyer agency what you're saying is become part of the community synonymous with the community so people get to know like and trust you and then offer the service 
There you go. <laughs> yeah, so. Our bigger community just happens to be London, but yes, in essence, you are. You're celebrating and showing off London and what makes it appealing. And then you're attracting that person that, that recognizes your expertise in the market. So instead of saying hi, we're in a, so you build up that, that, that persona in the, uh, in the community, and then instead of saying hi, I'm in a stage and I want to sell your house, you obviously give those messages out, but you also say if you're looking to buy in this area, I'm here for you as well. Absolutely, yeah. And here's why, you know, if you're a buyer, you might think about these things. So you can drop that message in, right? If you're a buyer and not familiar with this area, if you're a buyer and trying to figure out the best schools or where to live relative to the best schools, we can help, right? So you kind of create the, the conversation that way. And this isn't, I know you're part of the Keller Williams stable in London. Uh, this isn't just a Keller Williams thing. Any agent could do this, can't they? Absolutely, any agent could. So what would your final message be to any UK estate agents thinking of becoming a buyer agent? I think there's a real opportunity here. And I think the more and more we start serving buyers at a high level, because I think what happens is in a state agency, buyers often um, have a bad taste in that mouth at the end of an experience. But what would you expect when that person, that estate agent wasn't really representing mm -hmm. you? Right. And so if people fundamentally understand that there's an opportunity to look mm -hmm. after buyers. Um, I think, yeah, it could be a really exciting space for more agents. Thank you for your time today. It's a pleasure.